operation Mike. Wind at 320 degrees at 6, temperature 53, altimeter 3000. People like you, organizations like Rave Check, I love you guys. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony Rumfalo. I'm Aaron Rumfalo. Good morning, little brother Ryan Rumfalo here. <laughs> or good afternoon or good evening wherever say, you're listening <laughs> brother you realize it's afternoon here where we're recording at the moment right um that reminds me of the truman show in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening yeah. and good night <laughs> yeah you know, that, was a, that was actually a great show a lot of people didn't like it i thought it was pretty good so it was good anyway. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling like with all the shit going on around the world that we're kind of like inside like the uh the Truman show or the Matrix or something. Yeah, yeah no something shit weird going on. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, but but when it comes to when it comes to aviation, we have a lot to talk about cuz um there's just so much going on, but yeah, it even feels weird with that like with all the shit going on in the world and then some things happen with aviation, it's like I'm waiting for uh, the lights to come on and everyone to be like, just kidding. God, God, right? I know. Oh, man. So, so much to talk about uh, on the podcast today. We'll get to it here. But first, I wanted to, we had a whole ton of guests on the podcast. If you haven't caught our past few episodes, um, you have no excuse. You're at home. So what the hell? Log on to your favorite podcast app or go to www.rampcheckglobal.com. You can actually uh, stream the podcast right there in the browser. Um, You can go to SoundCloud, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher. I mean, everywhere you can get a podcast, we're pretty much on there. But um, uh, just to name, well, hopefully I can run down a list of all of our guests here. So let's see. We've had... um, uh, Jeff Bolton, um, we've had uh, Frank Krabus, Combat Learjet, uh, Pig, a.k.a. Acrojet. Um, we've had Hess on the podcast again. Uh, and, of course, uh, Mark Hacera, a.k.a. Sluggo. Uh, he's going to be on, uh, actually, on the next episode of the Ramp Check podcast. So you can hear part two of Sluggo Sends. Uh, that's coming up as well. Did I miss anybody, brothers? No, no. I mean, we we did. You know, uh, buff images and oh, and, buff uh, images, duh, and dope, dope driver, um, Chris, yes. Chris Holmes, dope seven six seven driver, and but I mean, we start going way back. We yeah, we, we could keep going back, you know, if we wanted, but, <laughs> but we've had yeah, a lot of awesome, great guests, and especially you know recently, um, right? Been, and and if we're going way yeah. back, don't forget about fast. Yep, there you go. Keep just you know keep yep. going back. So yeah, ke- catch up. Uh, we've actually gotten a lot of uh, direct messages, people listening to the podcast from episode one and making it all the way through to, I think, 49. I think this is 50 we're recording. And then we're going to drop Is that this mark. number 50? Yeah, it really is. It's number 50. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No freaking way. Yeah, how how easily awesome. you, you lose track. Yeah, I'm going to verify that number right now. Well, I'm looking at, I'm looking at our podcast list right now, and, and 49... 
was the last one we dropped with Frank. Holy wow. shit. So, yeah, and then uh, okay. uh, Mark Cacera, Sluggo, is going to be number 51. That's awesome. Wow. And and I just want to touch a little on what Aaron just said as far as, like, the messages and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's been kind of cool as, as the podcast goes on to just see – you know, all the, the thank yous and people telling us they love listening. And for me, like, I just want to say and get sentimental for a second and say that means a lot. And I just want to say thank you for the support. Um, you know, this is fun for us to get on and do this and talk about it. And so when other people are supporting us and letting us know they love it, for me, it kind of gives like the extra push to be like, all right, let's keep going with this. This is fun, you know? So thank yeah, you. Yeah, we we definitely love all the uh listeners and followers and and we appreciate it and and uh, if you weren't listening and you weren't telling us then uh you know, who knows uh where we'd be right now, but we love doing this. That's why we do it. It's for you guys and uh, all of our, you know, just thank all of our great guests again and uh some great guests we have lined up in the future. And uh yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, the interaction is is a blast and especially during these quote unquote challenging times you know across the world it it almost gives us a platform to you know really show our support for aviation since it's taken such a hit especially commercial aviation oh Um, yeah definitely uh, well and you you hit it on the head aaron it's it's the guests that's why people love it it's not us yeah exactly right yeah exactly so um so before we dive too deep into the podcast just realizing that this is the 50th episode i i need to i need to do something uh a little bit different here so um one second oh boy we have brian and i have no damn clue what you're about to do right i know you don't okay here we go and Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 50th episode of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony Rumfalo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were going to, I thought you were playing taps. I was like, Jesus, this is our last one. So did I. It sounded like taps at the beginning. Well, so I didn't, I didn't get a chance to preview the clip, um, but it just said Royal Entrance Fanfare Music, and oh. then it started off like that, and I'm like, oh shit, uh oh, this, uh, this isn't a good sign. But okay, so oh, there we go. Geez. So now we're on the 50th episode. That's I also funny. want to mention too, um, as a thank you to all of our listeners uh, of the Ramp Check Podcast who've gone back to number one and maybe listened to a few of our better episodes over and over again. Um, Aaron, you were with me when I got this, but uh, I got an email uh, saying congratulations on being ranked um, in the Apple Podcast Technology Top 200 Podcast. And uh, when I looked to see what our actual ranking was, is we are ranked number 59 out of, not out of 200, because 59 is just our ranking on the top 200 list. Yeah. Um, technology podcasts. And just to kind of put this into perspective, everybody, um, there are over a million active podcasts out there. So to have us in a single category and in the top 200 of that category, let alone the top 100 yeah. of that category, 
Um, that speaks volumes. And I cannot thank each and every one of you enough um, yeah. uh, for listening and and, uh, and getting us ranked on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. That is outstanding. That, thank that you again. That is a hundred percent because of our listeners. And we, yeah, we can't thank you enough. Yep. High five. Absolutely. Oh, actually, actually, sorry. Yeah. Elbow bump. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fuck that high five um i know you know have high five shake hands hug <laughs> kiss you know whatever um yeah so let's see oh wait here i found another one. Oh wait one second damn it it's making me play oh well never mind yeah i was gonna right. play I mean, some more fan for me right, we're, music, we're, but we don't need it we're good <laughs> no more taps we are good <laughs> yeah. it wasn't yeah. tapped Jesus. Well, it sounded like it in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, it did. It did. Um, and I'm glad it, that it didn't end up being so. Yeah. I, 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 did you have something else to add, Tony, on that? I was going to add one more thing about the listeners and, and the Go podcast. Right ahead, yeah. and so, um, and we also appreciate all the, uh, uh, you know, the five-star ratings and even the non-five-star ratings. I mean, there's, we love the criticism too. And, uh, you know, send, send it your, you know, our way because we, you know, it, it doesn't matter to us, you know, uh, what you're, we're going to keep doing it regardless. We'll always there, try there to, you go. Yeah. I mean, we'll take just as much criticism. Doesn't mean we won't dish it back, but, uh, <laughs> right. you know, well, and it's, it's, it's funny because I mean, we are relatively new at this. Yes. I've been in broadcasting um for a good portion of my life as long and uh, along with aviation um and uh you know with broadcasting you don't you don't necessarily see the comments unless yeah. you know someone calls you and tells you you're an idiot when you're on the air which that's happened a few times to me but um <laughs> Yeah, but you just see the rankings, you know, where you rank among the other radio stations where here they can leave a review, which we encourage each and every one of you guys yeah. to do wherever you can. Um, but uh, seeing a negative podcast or a negative podcast, excuse me, a negative ranking about the podcast, you know, your initial reaction is fuck that guy. <laughs> what the hell does he know? He doesn't know shit. And, you know, so. What does he mean that I couldn't hold a job in the aviation industry? Blah, blah. But then you think about it and you kind of, you kind of take it as constructive criticism oh, as yeah. well as, um, you know, you just take it as an opportunity to get better. And, you know, you still think in the back of your mind, fuck that dude. But anyway, <laughs> well, um, well, let me, my, my comment on that is, you know, look from the get go, we always have, have advertised and said that we're three brothers that love aviation and we have our opinions we i don't know about you guys right. but we're none of the three of us are perfect and know everything so like when we get right. God, criticism no. and we get negative criticism look we'll just take it and we'll either better it and learn from it or if we don't feel like we need to we won't like we're we're in this for you yes the listeners we try to bring you awesome guests and all that but at the same time dude we're doing this because we love to do it and you know we're not gonna let anyone like tell us we shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that like we'll take everything right. as criticism but we just love what we do and we're just doing absolutely this to, to bring so yeah. yes yeah. thank you for the criticism it's fine and it doesn't even bother me one bit that that's just all i wanted to oh say. no it 
It, it doesn't either. And it's just that initial reaction. And I want to remind <laughs> you when you're leaving a review, um, you are entitled to your own opinion, even if it makes you look like a dumbass. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. that's one of our episodes, we've, right? We've called out a few people on that, but <laughs> yeah, should, that's uh, okay. should, should I read should I read the review from this person just to see uh, just yeah, just for the hell of if it. If you want okay, to, let's, let's go for it. Are you gonna read his username or anything or sure, just keep sure. that private? Yeah, uh for let's see, username is John NV51. So thank you for listening, John NV51. And uh What up, John? He gave us two stars and uh it says enjoyed lis- <laughs> enjoyed listening to the banter and cutups. But it sounds like y'all couldn't keep a job. Over my years, 47 years in aviation, I've worked with guys like you, a good bunch that love to talk and relayed their years, quote unquote, of experience in general aviation. Good luck. And he left us a little shamrock. So that is exactly <laughs> verbatim exactly what he wrote. So Wait, could, he was saying he was saying that we couldn't hold a job like. I guess. I, I don't know. That's what it sounded uh, well, like. That's it, interesting because I worked for the same company for 16 years and I actually resigned and left on my own. So that's it. That's a very <laughs> yeah, interesting comment. Mm. But hey. And how many and how many doodles. times have they called you back to come yeah. back? Exactly. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the, the interesting thing about the comment. And then Tony, I know you had something to say is I, I 100% can handle criticism. Like, and we've kind of already touched on that. So I don't need to get into that. But the interesting thing is Mm -hmm. that's a comment. Dude. (laughs) Dude, That that's a comment. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know that is it. That's a comment the guy just doesn't know anything about me personally, other than what he's heard on the podcast. So it doesn't affect yeah, me because right. he honestly just doesn't know. So it's, it's an opinion. Appreciate the good luck. And guess what? I'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tony, what do you want to say? Okay. Let me just start with this. First off, if you use the word y'all, Hey, not fast, just say the word fast y'all, uses y'all but all you, the time. So but if you if you type the word <laughs> y'all anyway, I'm just kidding. Wait, um, can I say something about fast? <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, did you guys see the picture his wife posted of him with the beard and then without? Oh my gosh, I know. That dude. was hilarious. Dude, it was so funny. Fast picture with his hair messy <laughs> and the beard. It looked like a mugshot of someone that just got like arrested for like illegally know, hunting like, alligators. It, it, was, it was like, yeah, it was like a Gary Busey <laughs> mugshot or something. Oh man, it was the so hilarious. Was, the only thing missing was fast wearing a pair of overalls without a shirt. Yeah, well, he he looked like the old oh. prospector from that Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want oh, no. I want fast to keep the beard just because it was so entertaining, but I think <laughs> he, he definitely cleans up well, Jay. So well done. Yeah. Yeah, that and and if you guys are listening, Jay and Lauren, um before the beard comes off, do us all a favor, get a straw hat and some coveralls, please. <laughs> yeah, and then the take beard, another picture. The beard is already off anyway. Yeah, oh, that, that was the time. picture. It showed his before and after. 
Oh, gotcha. And, okay. and let's throw a congrats right. out to him for uh, completing uh, his his uh, first round of his schooling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. think he. Congratulations! And I don't even want to try to remember exactly what the course was or what the first go around was, right. but uh, but yeah, congrats! That's awesome. They celebrate. Well, and he, like he said so. on the podcast, he's got so he's got another year. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then a desk job and then back in the cockpit. So it's uh so you're one step closer to getting back in the cockpit and congratulations to you fast. Gotcha. Cool. Nice. So not sure where we took this turn. Oh, maybe it was when I said y'all. Yeah, I was talking about y'all. And and, and the, the the last the last thing that I'll say about um any negative criticism is um anybody that's ever done anything with any significance you know you're doing it right when the criticism starts flying. So that's good. I'm all good for it. Absolutely. Just just try and keep it constructive. That's all we're saying. And <laughs> um and so far, so far nobody has said on the on the uh, reviews to stop doing it and that goes all the way back to episode 1. So I think we're good there, brothers. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. That's I right. Think so too. Right. <laughs> I'm impressed with anyone that makes it through the first five. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and 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 one last thing, and we'll move on to uh, some of the current stories that are going on. Um, thank you for taking the time to write a review. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, sure. whether it's positive or negative, we touched you in a way that you felt compelled to go on and leave your comments. So, thanks again. Please continue doing that. You can subscribe. Um, wherever you can subscribe, share it with your family members. And of course, please leave us a review. A, a five-star review is preferred, but leave us a review, please. Yeah, that's what we like. And and, and then just to close out reviews, the the best review we've ever gotten is five stars from somebody called Rummy's Alfie. It says, that Ryan Room follow sounds like he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was I think that was our first review actually. It was, it was so, our very first yeah, review was, like anyway, two years ago. My dude. buddy my buddy Alex, dude, he's he's great. Oh yeah, he's I know great. Alex. We played basketball together. Yeah. You got a little yep. bromance going with your buddy Alex, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well what can I say? He thinks I'm handsome. Well, it's guy love, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, God. That's okay. Um, All right. All righty. Should we and talk about some current events? Yeah. So where where do we even start? So the first, um, I guess the first story we want to talk about, and and most of these stories, I know there's one or two that we're going to talk about today, um, are on Ramp Check Report, uh, rampcheckreport.com, or you can go to our main website, obviously, rampcheckglobal.com, and... uh, you know, you can get your uh, ramp swag link there as well. But um, so we've had a lot of the flyovers happening all over the country and actually, you know, all over the world yeah, um, as well. Um, and of course, unless you've lived under a rock, the uh, Thunderbirds or the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds and the U.S. Navy Blue Angels teamed up and uh, did some amazing flyovers uh, over select uh, cities. Uh, over the United States, and then they kind of split up and we're doing their own thing. We're going to talk about a few of these. Um, we should go through them like in chronological order, kind of like when, you know, things started happening. Yeah. So you go ahead and start then, Aaron. Yeah. So so the, the, the first incident um, 
well, it wasn't really an incident, but it was something that was brought up was um the uh the Blue Angels were doing one of their uh America Strong flyovers over Detroit, Michigan, and there was a very stupid drone operator, little, you know, one of the little remote control drones, and uh he decided to he or she, I guess, I don't know if the person's been identified. Mm-hmm. But uh he flew a drone kind of up where the Blue Angels were flying, and he got a flyby of the six-ship Delta just right by the drone. And, you know, the person posted a video of it online thinking it was the coolest thing ever, and I just love how everybody was just tearing the shit out of this person because talk about a <laughs> stupid stunt. Talk about a stupid thing to do. Keep your fucking drones out of the way. And, uh, you know, let, let America's finest do their job without having to worry about you idiots. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, as you can tell, Aaron's not a fan of drones. I mean, I was just going (laughs) to say like, yeah, I mean, listen, I can understand a thought of maybe like putting a drone up there and getting some footage from the aerial point of view, but man, you got to keep that shit in plenty of distance from that like if you're getting that close you're just not smart like what an idiot yeah so was the was the drone really that close or oh hell yeah dude it was quite a way no 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 the the zone you can tell that the camera on the drone was like in wide angle mode Uh uh-huh and he had to swivel the camera or the drone however those stupid shit fucking things work and he had to move the drone to follow him as they flew by. So it's, uh, wow. Oh, I don't know. It's anyway, it, it could have been really bad. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, one of those F 18s takes one of those in the intake or, you know, through the canopy or something like that. It's, it's a big deal. It's, a big it's just deal. irresponsible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning at all how how dangerous it is. And, you know, like you said, it, it maybe seemed like a good idea at the time. But, uh, man, not getting that close. That's just it. It's, yeah. it we could have had we could have easily had a fourth mishap. Right. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. It really isn't a good idea to ever think of that as a good idea at any time. It's it's if there's you know, air shows or flyovers or you're in the vicinity of an airport or, you know, mm-hmm. areas where aircraft, you know, travel or train, like, you just don't use a drone, period. You know, use uh, your drone yeah. in a controlled area away from all that, you know, because uh, Spinny Side Up, our good friend Hess, he he has a drone and he's always posting, like, cool videos and whatever, but he's doing and it sunset. in a place that's appropriate. Yeah, he loves the sunset shots. <laughs> but yes, he's doing he it in a place that's appropriate. And yeah. right. and that's where it should be. So again. Yeah. So drone like, flyers, be smart. Yeah, and, and for all of us av geeks that love aviation and, and love to photograph and cover all these things, you know, don't ruin it for everybody. You know, or don't allow drone operators to ruin it for everybody. If you see somebody doing something like that, do something about it. Like Call the police or airport ops or base ops or, you know, uh, you know, military police or whatever and say, hey, there's a drone guy over here. He won't, you know, 
he won't respond to my demands to land it or to, you know, not launch it or, you know, and, and get somebody involved, but do something about it so that there isn't an incident that hurts or kills a pilot or destroys an aircraft, you know, just be smart about it. And it's up to us to really be the eyes and ears outside of the gate and the yep. fence. So yep. that's mm-hmm. my opinion. On well, it. um, yeah, no, and unless Tony has anything to add, then you should move on to the, the Thunderbirds one. Yeah. I don't think that was the next one, was it? Uh, yes, it was, actually. Okay, so yes, it was the next one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Unless man, Tony's, I'm just going to grab Unless my Tony's got a list that I don't up. know about. <laughs> no, yeah. you're fine. You're totally fine. So much has happened. I've had such. I've had a hard time keeping track of it. So I well, know. And, I know. And uh, you know, Aaron's good. Or uh, Aaron. I don't know why I said Aaron. I mean, he can either talk about this one or I can. But the interesting thing is, is when we when we get into talking about the the other incidents, you know, Aaron had texted Tony and I just to let the listeners know that this one happened, this one happened, and just like we've talked about in past podcasts, he's. He said, you know, they always happen in threes. And we're like, unfortunately, that's true. And not even like 12 hours later and sent us the text and said, and there's number three. And we'll get into that. Yep. But um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, go yeah. ahead and talk about the uh, Thunderbird, Aaron, since you talked about the Blue Angel one. Sure. So so then we move on to the Thunderbirds doing an America's, you know, strong flyover of Southern California. Um. And uh, there was a, a, a TV news helicopter that was filming the um, the flyover. And you can tell that, you know, they're in a safe place and, you know, an assigned altitude and everything. And they're filming with their with their camera on board and Thunderbirds, you know, they're they're in their six ship. So, it's you know, that impressive uh, six ship mm-hmm. formation. And uh, and then all of a sudden you see Thunderbird six just break away to the right. And it's crazy when you see the video. And a lot of people, I'm sure, by now have seen the video. Uh, we've posted it on our Instagram. Um, gotten a lot of a lot of comments on that. But uh, but yeah, when you look at the video, um, it just it looks like Thunderbird number one was just doing a little correction, whether he, you know, hit some unstable air or whatever. But uh, um, you know, and then it caused um, Thunderbird number three to kind of wobbles wings a little bit and so thunderbird six is like whoa i'm out of here and and but the cool thing about it it just shows how professional and well prepared these teams are i mean these are just the best pilots in the world and they have these breakaway maneuvers for this exact reason yeah and uh prevented any kind of a mishap uh you know prevented any kind of mid-air collision and uh, th- that's what I really take away from watching the video is just how well-trained, how professional and how awesome these people are. And disciplined. Well, so what, yeah. Yes. So along that, those lines of like what Aaron just said and discipline is what's amazing to me is that happened and he made such a quick break off maneuver and dude, he rejoined the formation like that, like wasn't even, I know. it was like, it was like, I saw <laughs> it and I was like, Oh shit you know and he just yeah. he broke off and then rejoined the formation within seconds and it was almost like it was almost just it just shows their commitment and their discipline like tony said and like their training like it it 
so it was kind of scary, but at the same time, it was awesome to see how quickly they just overcame it and like moved on, you know, and I'm sure they talked right. about mm-hmm. it when they debriefed and everything and all, and all that, obviously, but like, it was awesome to just see, uh, see, see that. So glad nothing. Well, happened. I'm sure it's, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm sure as well that, that, I mean, that was a perfectly executed textbook maneuver for something like that. Yeah, and I got a I got a kick out of the video though because the uh, the news commentators that were watching when they yeah. saw that oh look at that amazing blah 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 whatever they said and they're all impressed <laughs> they didn't even realize that it was like yeah it was an oh shit moment it wasn't really yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, know. I know it was yeah, almost it's... like their 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 pitch maneuver to landing. Almost. Right. It, it, it really, almost yeah, it really almost funny. looked like that. It was it was pretty funny, but uh yeah, thank I goodness what that maneuver would be called. <laughs> I yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the oh shit maneuver. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But uh but anyway, so yeah, so that uh okay, so mishap avoided number two. Yes. Okay. So and and thank God they were just close calls and you know nothing major no damaged aircraft no loss of life you know nothing like that mm-hmm. um yep and then the next thing so then we have an F22 Raptor um uh in Florida that crashed um i guess at Eglin Air Force Base um it was on a training sortie uh and apparently it, do you guys know what was it supposed to be part of a flyover as well um, cause I know there were some reports. Yeah, there, there were, or there was a flyover going on, but I think that they ended up canceling it is, is what okay. happened or the rest of it. So, um, fighter okay. jets performing a separate flyover had reportedly just completed a route that took them over the cities of Panama city beach, Panama city and Lynn Haven. Those jets were also supposed to head over to Mexico beach and Gulf County, but at 11.48, officials at Tyndall Air Force Base announced the cancellation of that portion of the route due to the crash. Okay, okay. So so the Raptors were operating out of Eglin because Tyndall was still kind of repairing from the hurricane. Is that the gist? Right, back in 2018. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why Sounds we got like Eglin it. and Tyndall in the story. Gotcha. Right, gotcha. that's but, confusing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And that, that information is off of... Uh, the war zone on the drive.com. Is that right? Is that where we're yes. that? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, we want to give them credit. They always put out cool stuff. Um, Absolutely. So, so thank God the pilot was able to eject. He's expected to make full recovery, but you know, the air force hasn't really said much beyond, beyond that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like any crash. They're still like investigating yeah. and the details are limited. So we're, we're definitely just glad that the pilot was okay and yeah um, yeah you know sucks to see one of those go down man i know they're so limited as it is i mean it's like geez the production line of the raptor was was cut way 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 too early and uh yep. when one goes down like this we just fill it even more i mean the the raptor is like a national treasure i mean they're so limited um and just so incredible. I mean, you know, nobody wants to go up against an F twenty two. That's for sure. No, right. Um, and it's it's like the that's still the most secretive airplane, at least that we know of <laughs> in the fleet. Um, yeah, no I, doubt, no doubt. Uh, they need to just restart it. Somebody needs to start a petition. 
to uh Something, to yeah. restart the yeah. um the F-22. So that was all right. Like we said, they travel in threes. That was the first mishap uh that actually yeah, did that was occur. the first actual crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just wanted to also uh say in here that the F-22 in question was assigned to the 43rd Fighter Squadron. So um so that was that was a bummer. And then it's like, okay, here we go. You know, we have a couple close calls or whatever with the you know, the demo teams and then, you know, this Raptor. And then what was awful was then on, it was on, uh, May, Sunday, May 17th, the Snowbirds lost a jet, uh, the Canadian Snowbirds flying their, uh, their, uh, CT-114, uh, tutors. And, um, unfortunately they lost their, uh, public affairs officer, uh, Captain Jennifer Casey. And, uh, it, it, it's hard to watch that video. I'm sure a lot of people that have, that have, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video that was mm-hmm. in the podcast. And, uh, you can see that, that, uh, aircraft, it was a, it was a, uh, flight of two. It was the, um, probably the two jets that go early to their next stop or next location because Canada and the snowbirds have been doing a flyover of their own in, uh, up in Canada. So, um, so they, the, you know, the first two jets always go out, uh, and, uh, it looked like, um, everything was going good. And then all of a sudden this one particular jet, he pulls up and, uh, uh, you know, it, there's no indication if it was, uh, you know, birds or, you know, or an engine out, but, you know, there's lots of speculation that that's something happened with the engine. Um, because the aircraft pulls up and then it looks like it kind of entered uh, a stall of some sort the aircraft, you know, rolls over and then right as it rolls level, you can see both people on board eject and it was so close to the ground that it looks like that their parachutes didn't bloom all the way and maybe one did and the other didn't. But anyway, that accident's under investigation and, Unfortunately, there was a loss of life in that one. Yeah, that was pretty tragic. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's so sad. I so I uh, even though we have an actual aviation podcast and we cover these incidents, once I when I heard there was a loss of life, I I didn't watch the video just because sometimes that can upset me, you know, and it's so sad, yeah. and so I didn't watch the video. I probably will eventually, but. Uh, you know, just want to let any Canadians listening to this and the family and people in their military just, you know, share our condolences. And, you know, we appreciate what they do and the pride that they bring to to their country. And, you know, yeah, condolences to the family. And we hope the other pilot makes a full recovery. He's, he's in serious condition, but it says they're not life-threatening condition, yeah, but serious so condition. Good. So. And yeah. and it, it's it's good that that uh, there is a survivor of that accident because then they'll be able to get right to the point on the cause of the accident. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, uh, do whatever they need to do to try to help prevent that in the future. Um, so uh, yeah, and the pilot, uh, Captain Richard McDougal, he was the one that survived, um, and he's expected to make full recovery. So at least thank God for that part. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. 
Jennifer Casey uh, oh. again was the captain's name. I uh, and I saw um, an Instagram comment from our friend Buff Images. Uh, that said he had actually mm-hmm. met her in person, and so it, this this obviously hit him pretty hard. And and uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to Buff Images. Hang in there, man. Um, but anyway, so and it hit a lot of people hard because definitely it it really does. And and you know, especially somebody like in her position, you know, as a public affairs mm-hmm. you know officer, you know, I mean, her job is to meet and greet and mingle and talk and you know, just almost be the face of, you know, the organization Mm -hmm. outside of the flight demonstration. And so it's, you know, Mm -hmm. so many people this hit home really hard to, and, you know, you could see just on Instagram and Twitter and everybody just commenting about it and can't believe she's gone and can't believe this happened. And, you know, so, oh, it's always a sad day when, when, uh, when we lose one and, and, you know, you don't have to be, Canadian to, to to be sad. You don't, you know, I mean, we're all av geeks here. We all love aviation. We all love everything that aviation offers. And so it's, you know, it's 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 hard to see that no matter what. Yeah, it it is. <clears throat> it's um you just hate to lose somebody, uh, period, uh in aviation, regardless of uh uh anyway. Yeah. So anyway, um Godspeed. And, uh, so like we said, this travels in threes and we have another one to talk about actually. Um, yeah, this is crazy. I mean, just in a week's time too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then, and then, um, let's see. And then on the night, I guess it was on the night, the night of May 19th, uh, there was an F-35 out of Egeland Air Force Base again, uh, the aircraft was on a routine night training mission when the incident occurred. So apparently uh, the pilot ejected um, when he was either landing or when he actually did land. Uh, again, there's no you know, official details on exactly what happened, but the pilot ejected uh, and he's expected to make a full recovery. So it's just... but. To lose an F-35 and an F-22 within days of each other is just, it, oh, it's just crazy. That's, uh... Yeah, I, I mean... That's a pretty expensive uh, week for the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, I know. Yeah, no shit. I, you know, and it was so funny. I, I think, it, Aaron, you must have had one of your nights. Where, if any of you know Aaron, you know he freaking stays up all night all the time. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a text on my phone at like two in the morning and it woke me up and the, you know how you can see on your phone, what the text says before you actually yeah. unlock your phone. And, right. And I saw it said, and there's number three. And I was like, yep. shit. And I got, I immediately like laid up and I read the article and I was like, damn it. You know, I wish the rule, the law of threes didn't exist in aviation, but it apparently does. I know it's, it, it's really crazy. And, I, w- I was actually uh, in bed watching The Office, and Jessica was asleep, and, and all of a sudden I got a text, and it was uh, Jared Harris, and he's like, dude, just lost an F-35. I was like, what? I was like, no shit. For- my first thought was, oh shit, not over in combat with the 388. Mm-hmm, right. And then immediately yeah. there, yeah, and then immediately there was, you know, um, the different 
you know, Air Force organizations putting out um, statements and everything, what it was. The uh, Eglund Air Force Base on their Twitter account, you know, then was posting a few things. And, you know, the pilot is expected mm-hmm. to recover, pilot ejected, aircraft lost, you know, th- those things. And so it's like, geez. So I was like, at least, you know, thank God it wasn't like a combat situation. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy, you know, uh, you know, if you think F-35s, they're, they're actually pretty damn reliable and, and pretty safe considering how many of them there are Mm -hmm. out there now. Um, right. You know, um, if you think about it, this is the very first, uh, F-35A that the U S air force operates. It's their very first loss. Um, Japan actually lost, if you remember the, um, over in Japan, they lost an F-35A into the ocean. Oh yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, they were the first F-35A and then, um, the Marines actually lost an F-35B, um, at, uh, in South Carolina at, uh, Beaufort. So, uh, there's only three total losses of the f-35 to this point am i am i getting that right am i missing something i, I don't think so um i'd have to yeah. check that but it sounds yeah. correct um, yeah two a mo- two a models and a, and a b model okay so, so no um, more let's hope that the uh, numbers yeah. stay down exactly and you know when when news <laughs> of some of these mishaps uh these crashes started coming out um, you know, people were going on there in the comments and starting to be critical of these flyovers. Are these necessary? Blah, blah, blah. They're expensive. Jets are crashing. And and the person standing next to me watching it isn't wearing a face mask. And uh, anyway, I'm sorry. It's oh, I just gosh. so first off, the two <laughs> the two jets, yeah. the 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 two U.S. Air Force jets that were lost were on routine training missions. And unfortunately, right. the one yep. uh, with the Canadian snowbirds was involved in a flyover. Um, but I mean, but the thing is, not no, dur- not, not during, during the flyover. They, yeah, they it were, wasn't during. But it, it was though. associated yeah. with right. it, That's but right. not during. That's but right. still, right? Flying right. airplanes is a dangerous thing. Man was not intended to fly. So things like this will happen from time to time. It's unfortunate when it happens, period. But I think it was just, it just raised a lot of eyebrows because all these flyovers are happening. And then we have just three in a row, you know, within just days of each other that that get lost. So, um, yeah. 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 It's going to happen with any, any sort of training or any, I mean, there's risk in everything. There right? is. I mean, yeah, it's inherently these, dangerous. What these guys, yeah, what these guys do is impressive as it is, and you know, and it was really sad that there was a loss of life in one of them. But you know, let's also look at the three that survived. You know, so um, it, it's right. just going to happen, yeah, uh, unfortunately. And you know, these guys still will get up the next day and they'll get back in the cockpit and they'll con- the, uh, the they'll continue to train and you know, yeah. and, yeah. and persevere and it's sad. And, you know, I, yeah, I, mean, I just, me- I think I just get kind of irritated when not with you, Tony, <laughs> but when you talk about how people are going to say like, we, I didn't want to make it sound like no, I, was I know you're not. what you said. Cause I'm not, I just get irritated if, if anyone is like, well, they shouldn't be doing, you know, I just, 
fuck, dude. I just get so mad when I hear that from people because it's like, it's like when you look at the big picture of everything, it's absolutely necessary what they do, and and you should be grateful, and it should yeah, feel you yeah. should be grateful for, that they're protecting you, and they're it's the same yeah, people that buy so a that house they can protect our country, yeah, you know, and, exactly, it's and this, fill their countries with pride, you know. Yes, yes, it's the same people that buy a house, buy a military air force base, and then bitch and complain <laughs> right. about the noise. I know. You know, it's exactly. the same people. Yeah. It's like it's irritating. You know, they'll bitch and complain until we're being invaded, and then it's like, well, where's our military then? It's like, are you kidding yeah. me? You mm. were just bitching about them training and perfecting their skills to protect you as a citizen, and 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 now that we're being invaded, or now that there's a war, now that something's going on, now you want them around? Like it doesn't. Wow, work brother, that, that sounds. Way. Uh... That sounds you know, very similar yeah, to the uh, current um, uh, state of affairs in the United States uh, on how our president reacted to a certain pandemic. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. But uh, speaking of that, um, I do I do want to mention, too, that, um, you know, how we kind of briefly talked about the flyovers that the Thunderbirds and Blue Angels were doing. Um, and a lot of states had their own individual yeah. flyovers. Um, but, uh, I'm thinking that, uh, uh yes. out of all the flyovers that I've seen, uh, you know, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, I have to say, Arizona, you win. Oh yeah. That was an amazing flyover they did with, with her. Yeah. Holy no shit. shit so yeah, that had to be the one. Okay. So without, without me uh -huh. even knowing it was Arizona's. Is that the one that had like the B-52s and the F-15s and F-35s and no, all that? No, no. Yeah. No, it wasn't that That one. was badass that was as bad well. <laughs> I would have loved yeah, to have seen some badass. of those. So what Arizona, Arizona um, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm on the drive right now because uh, I wanted to get some of the facts uh, straight before I talked about it. But Tyler Rogaway, sure. who just has some amazing shit, you can follow him on Twitter, also on the Warzone and the Drive. Um, he was just kind of talking about the flyover and, uh, this was, um, this was Luke air force Base's 56 fighter wing along with a KC-135 from the 161st, uh, air refueling wing that's at sky Harbor Ooh, executed man. what just may be the biggest hold my beer moment imaginable by putting an absolutely massive formation <laughs> into the air that included 15 core aircraft with as many yeah. as 18 being involved proportions of the flight i i just yeah so oh, and it was funny man, too because awesome. it was kind of one of the I, it was one of the last ones i don't know if it was the last one that's happened or not but you just know that the base commander he's like yeah mm -hmm. we'll, we'll show him and uh um but the pictures and the video that you see are amazing yeah. so <laughs> nice. uh so hats off to you luke air force base and the uh, yeah. 161st air refueling wing that that was pretty awesome yeah, yeah, that's F awesome. F thirty five, KC one thirty five. Yeah, that was uh, was amazing. Yeah, oh, that was pretty dang, amazing. Man. And of course, oh, go ahead. Yeah, the, the the no, I just can say the flyover we had here was really cool with the four F thirty five. Oh yeah, out of Hill Air Force Base with three eighth fighter wing, and then uh, Bayo with mm -hmm. the F thirty five demo team. You know, we actually had a lot of coverage on that on that day. We we did a really cool live and. 
and uh, you know posted photos about that but it would have been cool if they had the 151st out of salt lake international airport uh have a kc-135 with them that would have been pretty cool yeah and uh i see kc-135s do touch and goes down here at the local saint george municipal airport all the time but um not only just have a kc-135 but let's get like a formation of like four of them Come on, you guys, 151st Air Refueling Group or Air Refueling Wing, whatever you are now, if you guys are listening, (laughs) come on, here's a way to top your active duty buddies uh, up in Ogden. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And since we're in in Utah, uh, (laughs) it's it's hold my root beer, not hold my beer. (laughs) Well, for others, for me, it's hold my beer. I know. Hold my root beer. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. and then it's everyone else like, oh, he's got a beer. No, I'm just kidding. That's a pretty bad <laughs> stereotype. But just so uh, everyone doesn't think I'm stupid, the one I thought you were talking about when you said Arizona, you win. I was talking about the the one with the B-52 and the F-15s that did the flyover like New Orleans. Um, yeah. That's the one I thought you were talking about. But yeah, the, the Arizona one with just... They, they won because I think they went yes. with quantity of aircraft. Oh, over, yeah. They, uh, they well, just, just this yeah, massive, really cool. this massive like Delta sight, formation so. flying all over, you know, Phoenix and Arizona. That's pretty damn cool. Pretty exciting. And of course, all of the flyovers right. going on um, as a salute to, um, you know, the front, the frontline workers. And, you know, I, I hate the term essential workers because you know what? Everybody's essential, whether it's to a business, whether it's to their families, to their spouses, their children, their parents, whatever. So you know what? You're all fucking essential out there. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise, damn it. But anyway. exactly. (laughs) So I know it's so true. I I, I wish that they hadn't used essential work. It's not. It's not. not But, um, but anyway, you know, as a thank you, I think that was great. And then of course, you know, we talked about some mishaps. We talked about these patriotic flyovers. And to me, they're patriotic. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but uh, but then, you yeah. know, we can't oh, yeah. forget, you know, what's going on out there. Um, you know, why these are happening. And, you know, it's, oh, my God, there's just, there's story after story every day about, um, you know, the fate of actual airlines, whether they're going to go out of business or not, and aircraft going into storage and going into retirement. Yeah. And um, back on the 14th, um, this, uh, this article from uh, AV Webb, uh, Delta CEO Ed Bastain announces that the airline is permanently retiring its Boeing 777 fleet by the end of the year. And you know, they say it's because yeah. of travel demand caused mm-hmm. by coronavirus. And apparently, following the retirement of all of their 777s, the long-haul routes are exclusively going to be flown by Airbus A330s and A350s. Um, and, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. what the hell, Delta? It does. That fucking sucks. <laughs> Well, De- Delta Delta is slowly becoming yeah. an all Airbus airline, and that's unfortunate. And uh, yeah, you know, for for us in the U.S., that that's really annoying. I mean, I know those in you know the U.K. or Europe are probably like, yay, but it's like it's so <laughs> annoying, you know. 
Well, it is. And the the triple what? What are you laughing at? Did you just laugh at something? What's that? Oh. Oh, I thought I, <laughs> no, I coughed. <laughs> Tony's like this, Tony's like, what? This What's shit's so not funny, funny brother. Um, this is serious. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, not funny. Aaron. No, I just I just <laughs> coughed. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, no, it's it's too bad. I, I love the triple seven too. So do you think that maybe do you know if Delta has orders for the triple seven X? I don't. No, they they don't. Yeah, they're they've been buying up the A three fifties. Yeah, which which is a pretty awesome airplane. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is. It's it's impressive. You know, we j- just here in Salt Lake City. You know, we we don't get a lot of the heavies. Um, you know, in and out of Salt mm-hmm. Lake International Airport that a lot of other airports do. You know, I mean, typically, you know, we'll see cargo. You know, like FedEx or uh ups you know they'll they'll fly in you know their md10s or md11s or 767s or a300s um you know and then delta flies you know quite a quite a few of their 767 mm-hmm. 300 yards and um mm-hmm. uh and their a330s in and out of salt lake but uh it was actually a treat just you know recently and we posted this when it happened but a lot of these repatriation flights all over the world, you know, um, uh, Delta brought in a couple of their triple sevens, you know, bringing people back from all over the world, you know, just because of the coronavirus pandemic. And so it was a treat actually to see some triple sevens come in here. It's probably the last time we'll ever see triple seven, uh, at least in Delta colors. Yeah. Uh, true. Come in and out of Salt Lake city. True. So and cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, on the flip side of what we're talking about, this is just a small story on Ramp Check Report, but uh, you know the airline that has like the best name out there, uh, Ryanair. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to say it. Um, you know they were in talks with Airbus about uh, ordering a bunch of A three twenty ones, and they ended up just saying no, and then they ended up just ordering a bunch of seven thirty seven. So at least Boeing's yeah. still getting some love out there. With all these other airlines retiring their A380s as well and, you know, 747s, I still think the 777 has a super bright future. It just, you know, it just sucks that, that you know, you see yeah. a story like this where, you know, we're, I mean, don't get me wrong, everybody in Europe that's listening, um, I think Airbus is a great aircraft, but we're Americans and Boeings are made in the U.S., and it's just tough to see that happen. And, yeah. you know, the thing is, is, is you can't really criticize Delta for doing, you know, for doing what they're doing. Everybody has been hit um, by this, this quote unquote pandemic, you know, people aren't traveling. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's just a huge, mm-hmm. huge drop in uh, travel demand right now. And, but, but the thing is, is it will come back. Are these, are these companies, are the, are they looking beyond COVID-19 or do they think that it's just going to last forever and that this is going to be the new normal? If you do, you're stupid well, because I, it's not. Yeah, it's that's yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's they're, they're just trying to survive right now. And, and uh, you know, by retiring a bunch of these aircraft, I mean, it's 
it's it's funny that you say that the the triple seven has a bright future because you know Boeing's triple seven X, which they're flight testing right now, um, first mm-hmm. deliveries are expected next year uh, to to airlines. But uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the triple seven X coming out is probably perfect timing because if you think about it, all these airlines are getting rid of these older wide bodies you know, um, or wide bodies that Mm -hmm. are just so inefficient and just, you know, not for modern times. I mean, you know, all these A380s that are being retired. I mean, basically COVID-19 killed the A380, you know, because a lot of these airlines already had plans, you know, over the next five years or so to start retiring uh, their A380s just because, you know, the cost and, and maintenance and just, you know, all right. involved in that aircraft. The A380 really is probably, probably was about 20 mm-hmm. years too late um, mm-hmm. as far as having a, you know, a long service life because a lot of these aircraft are being retired after only using them like for 10 years, which is crazy. That um, is crazy considering how long some aircraft have gone. Well, yeah, you think of workhorses yeah. like the 737. Well, even, even Delta, you know, they're, they're still flying the MD-88s and the MD-90s. How long has that yeah. plane been well, around? Well, and how long? And how long did the 727 like last? Yeah, it lasted know? a long time. And and but like I flew on a Delta triple seven. Gosh, back in oh, I want to say 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I have to double check, but but I mean, you know, that's twenty years ago. You know, so it's like. Well, it's, uh, well, when I worked crazy, when I worked the ground at uh, at uh, Denver uh, International, mm-hmm. this was back in ninety six, ninety seven. I there was always a United triple seven there, so they've been flying for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, well, they, they first flew in in ninety five, and then you know, and then airlines started getting them United. Yeah, had a bunch of them, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, so. It's like what going back to my conversation about the triple seven X and and all these wide bodies and everything being retired. Well, you know they're taking them out of service now, and some of them, you know, different. I don't think the A three eighties will necessarily come back. Mm-hmm. But some of the other ones might, you know, some of the other yeah. type seven six sevens, triple sevens, whatever. Um, but it, it's after a couple years of just sitting for a while, it's pretty expensive to get those back up and going and. And yep. in a lot of cases, it's cheaper to do that. So yeah, bring them back. But but then if you're an airline and you have an older wide body that has a lot of hours on it, mm-hmm. it's probably not worth doing that. So then you start looking at, you know, triple seven X or you know A three fifty, because those are really the future of the wide body, you know, commercial mm-hmm. fleets or you know the triple seven X and the and the A three fifties, and. uh you know, Air France KLM Group. They've they've already said that they're going to be replacing their A380s with uh, A350s on order. So it's you know that right. consolidation and that change is already happening. Right. Well, and to to give everybody an yeah, idea, I agree, yeah, uh, of how this is affecting all these other airlines. Um, I still have this Delta article up, so I I'm just going to kind of quote from this again from AV Web. Um, 
But, yeah. uh, you know, and you've seen pictures, you know, on Instagram and YouTube videos of, you know, aircraft parked at, uh, at Mojave and Victorville and all these different, you know, storage areas. So Delta has more than 650 aircraft parked right now due to the pandemic. 650 aircraft. And, and that's one airline. They, they recently stopped service. Wow. Yeah. Now that, that could be, that number could be like, you know, Delta connection, like regional jets and different things like that. It doesn't actually specify that. Yeah. Um, but this is just one airline, Delta Airlines, 650 aircraft parked. The airline reported that more than 41,000 of their employees have taken voluntary leaves of absences. Wow. And customer refunds, customer refunds have amounted to over $1.2 billion um, since the, since the crisis began. And this, I mean, so when did the crisis begin guys? Mid-March? Yeah. Yeah. Early mid-March. So it's been, it's been a month and a half. So I think a lot, some of the restrictions on air travel Mm -hmm. happened late. Most, that was mostly international though. Um, Yeah. Uh, right? right. Yeah. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, so in, in a period of roughly, let's see what, maybe 10 weeks or something like that. Um, they've lost over one, well, they've had to issue $1.2 billion in refunds. The airline is currently burning through about $50 million a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we're talking about an airline right. that was just profitable. Yeah, well, I and mean, this is one airline. Yeah. Well, you you remember you remember our podcast with uh Combat Learjet. I mean, he was you know uh mentioning the same sentiment. I mean, he's like, you know, these airlines, they Mm-mm, just can't burn can't. cash like that and survive. Yeah. And uh yeah. you know, so it's it's really up to us as citizens around the world to you know, mm-hmm. end the suffering for airlines. I mean, they can only discount right. airfare so low. They can only, you know, cut back so much before they're they're not going to be there. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it might be a good point in the podcast to kind of segue into what's going on with, with the pandemic still. And it's like, right. It's just, it's still at absolutely ridiculous levels. When you look at the data, the real data, not an opinionized data, not, you know, well, this is this and that. No, 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 no. Something like hardcore data, like, you know, actual deaths caused by, you know, coronavirus or, you know, actual deaths caused by car accidents or, you know, you, you compare, you know, the flu, the, all these different diseases. And you look at the numbers and what's going on in the world right now, it absolutely is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It really is. Because, and, and I know for a fact there's going to be listeners that listen to this and, you know, they, they wear their masks when they go out in public, which is fine. If you want to wear a mask, wear one. Nobody's telling you not to. Right. But if me personally, I do not believe that that's going to make a flying shit of difference if i wear a mask or not but and, you can have it and, and not know it you know Give it so, to somebody brother <laughs> exactly i know i mean that, that that's what you hear but but it's like the odds of of it actually affecting somebody are a lot lower than 
what the world i mean basically it's a chicken little situation the sky is falling the sky is falling and and you know yeah we can look at this time in history and be like okay well it was a wake-up call that all the people that don't wash their hands or you know or if they're sick stay home like it's a wake-up call maybe for that fact you know okay look people we all need to be cleaner we all need to you know sanitize we all need to do these things if you're if you're really sick just call in sick to work because i guarantee now if you call in sick to work businesses aren't going to be like well are you really sick they're not going to pull a dwight shrewd <laughs> and go try to you know track you down and see if you're skipping work you know <laughs> yeah you know seriously. because they're going to be too afraid of you know oversensitive people and lawsuits and whatever and it's like if you're sick you're sick i mean you'll probably have to get doctor's notes for sure you know, things like that, but it's like, just be smart about it, but we cannot continue this. We all have to rise up, right? you know, and realize what's going on and, uh, you know, take ownership for ourselves. But at the same time, like we cannot live under these heavy controls that's going on. It's just not going to work. Nothing's going to survive. Not just airlines, but our, our way of life. It's, what am I trying to say here? The the one thing that really sucks for the for the travel industry right now is whether whether you agree with what's going on, you know, as far as the numbers go or not, or you know, the political guy or or the political side that you, you know, the fence that you fall on and and what politicians, regardless, it doesn't matter. People are not going to fly until they feel safe. Right. They're not going to travel until they feel safe. Like, and that's regardless of, right. of where things are as far right. as, you know, who gets the virus, who's immune to it, if we're building up herd immunity, all this other stuff. Um, and so the airlines right now, to get back to the airlines on all this, they're taking measures to get passengers back on their airplanes. And, you know... Um, yeah. You know, your major airlines, United Airlines, um, uh, Southwest, Delta, they're all taking some measure to help people, you know, feel safe. I know United Airlines got a bunch of shit um, about, you know, when a passenger, a doctor posted that full Newark to San Francisco flight photo. And so now they're responding to that, saying that they're going to notify passengers 24 hours before mm -hmm. if their flight is going to be more than 70% full. So, so United's really not even limiting the amount of passengers. They're just notifying passengers, again, to help them feel better. Um, you know, I saw an article that Southwest Airlines was requiring masks Gosh. and that yeah. they're only booking their flights to 60% capacity, leaving the middle seats open. Um, yep. Delta's website says that their flights are all capped at 60% and middle seats are blocked. Um, American is limiting the number of passengers on aircraft through May 31st. Jesus, um, ah, man. You know, and I don't know what's going to happen May 31st. It's, it's just unnecessary. Right. And then, of course, JetBlue is eliminating all of the middle seats on their flights as well. And, you know, you say it's unnecessary. To us, it is. But I think to the airlines, they feel like they need to take some type of steps to help people feel that they're going to be safe and they're going to be able to travel. And, um, right, right. But, but like, but 
to what extent though? Because to me, seeing everybody on an airplane wear a mask, right. to me that says it's not safe to fly because you have to wear all this PPE in order to survive. Exactly. So mm-hmm. to me, it's basically exactly. yeah. It's it, it's like it's like don't fly because it's not safe. You have to do this. You have to sanitize. You have to wear a mask. You can't do this. You can't sit next to me. It's like, what are they trying to do? Build up the airline again or, you know, the industry again or trying to keep people in fear? And I guarantee it's to protect from lawsuits because unfortunately mm-hmm. society is so fucked up with lawsuits and, oh, this person looked at me this way and so I'm assuming they're going to say I was ugly and that's not that's unfair, so I'm going to sue them. Like, it's a joke. What I don't understand is is like you you get the information from this and there's a lot that we're still learning and i get that but like no other illness no has caused people to react in this manner like like for instance let's say and i know and i know someone would debate me and be like well aids can't transmit by sneezing and i understand but but listen if yeah if there's a open wound and an open to open wound, you can contract it. The flu can, other things can, but yet I get on an airplane and I don't worry that someone has AIDS and they might give it to me if something happened and it doesn't cause me to fear to fly. I don't know if anyone has the flu because generally I'm not a doctor. So I don't want anyone listening to this and being like, oh, he's not a doctor. So here's my disclaimer. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if someone has the flu, they can give it to you before they even realize they have it. But yeah, I still get on the plane and I go on my trip and I take my risk. And this thing is the same. The survival rate of this virus, according to the numbers, is so fucking high. I don't understand why people are afraid. Well, actually, I take that back. I do because every time you turn on the goddamn TV, there's always some new thing about the fear. Like, oh, here right, he goes. You got me going. I'll just say this last thing. But, you know, it's kind of like you flip on the TV in the morning and one of the national news outlets, the Today Show, is interviewing one patient in a bed who is having lung problems with the coronavirus and they're showing him hooked up to his freaking oxygen and talking about how awful it is. And I'm like, why don't they get the fucking millions of other people who had it or who don't have it or people who contracted it, the thousands, and have them tell how they didn't even have one symptom? Or yeah. someone who said, oh, yeah, I lost my sense of smell for a few days, but now I'm fine. Instead, it's all about putting that guy on the oxygen in a hospital yep. bed so people will fucking be afraid to get on airplanes and go to the store. And you know what, dude? I have had it. I I have had it with the fear of God being put into people. And I am just ready for regular life again. And I am so sad it's hurting the aviation industry. And so no. there it is. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sorry. Amen, brother. But, um, amen. <laughs> and, and, you know, let me just share one other really quick, <laughs> one other really quick story. Um, my girlfriend was actually on a work call because she's been working from mm-hmm. home, obviously. And it was really funny because I didn't realize I said it very loud, but she was on the phone with 
you know, some coworkers and one of them has to travel this coming week out of state to, for something involved with work. And, um, mm-hmm. and I heard her say on the call, just cause I was just walking down the hall, the co the coworker said something like, you know, I'm just kind of still a little wary. And, and I understand if people are that way, I just kind of said out loud, Oh God, you'll be fine. Well, I guess it was heard. <laughs> so wait, you know, no brother. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful, but it shows you how people are concerned to fly because right. like you said, Aaron, they don't feel safe and they should feel safe. And that's the only reason I brought that story up is because like, yeah, it's... I know my response isn't the way other people feel, but people are afraid to fly. And I'm here to say that you shouldn't be. So let's yeah, get the I, airline I industry back on yeah. track. And and I think all the images of everybody having to wear a mask in the terminal and on the airplane and everything, I think it's a bad look. Mm-hmm. I think it's saying that it's not safe to be here. I think it, you know, it, it it's projecting, you know, it's still too dangerous. So it's like for crying out loud, you know, it's Costco. Costco <sighs> is sending the same message. Yep, they are. Exactly. Yeah. And I refuse to shop at Costco until they lift that. And that's my own personal feeling. I, I posted a story about that on my personal social media. And of course, yeah. a lot of people chimed in that didn't agree with me. But you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. Getting back to the airline thing. If you're sick, don't fly on a fucking airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Or But, but then you'll have the period. The st- then you'll have the mask wearers and the stay at homers, you know, quote unquote, say, but you could have it and not even know it. But it's like, yes, mm-hmm. I get that. But same with the That's flu. That's not a good Look, thing. A bad thing of the flu can kill an old person or somebody with 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 lung problems or with an immune problem just as easy, and if not, even worse. I mean, it's yeah. I know. I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's rough. I tell you what, I'm. I've probably had a harder time with it this last few days than I have over the whole thing. And it's because I go out and I think in my mind, I expect some normalcy Mm -hmm. and I can't go to a store because there's 50 people crowded outside waiting to get in because they're only letting in people as people come out. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to still deal with that bull crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, So, before we, you know, before we move on to the next subject and end the podcast, I, I want to say I, I'm going to go ahead and call out a couple of businesses because I'm frustrated with them. Um, Big Five Sport, they won't let you in unless you're wearing a face mask, where every store in that same shopping center does not require a mask. Um they actually, one of the employees actually had the audacity to tell me that it was ordered by the governor, which is absolute bullshit, and it wasn't. That is bullshit yep. and a lie. It is. It's, a, it's a flat out lie. So hopefully Big Five didn't tell their employees to say that to people because that's a really bad look for Big Five. Um, but <laughs> yeah. due to the age of this person, I, I, you know, younger, impressionable, probably college yeah. age. They probably get their... Yeah, they probably mm-hmm. get their news from TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Or Snapchat. Which, yep. Right? Which I will say about <laughs> TikTok, you know, yeah, it can get pretty political, but then every now and then you get a video of 
of somebody dancing to a cute little anyway never mind um but the other place that i <laughs> tony's lonely folks tony's single and lonely speaking of no one's watching no anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently tony gets his news from tiktok too <laughs> no but the other store too that i want to call out as well is best buy um so i was in search of some uh uh some a piece of computer hardware and or an accessory. I can't remember exactly what it was. So I um, I had gone over to Best Buy a couple of weeks ago and they weren't letting anybody in. It was curbside pickup only. Yeah, that's helpful. So I called them yesterday. I know, right? So I called them yesterday to say, hey, are you guys open? Yes, but you need to make an appointment and you can only do it on BestBuy.com. What? I have to make a fucking appointment to go to Best Buy? They passing out hazmat suits at the entrance. Yeah. You know, the cool, the funny, I'm the funny thing uh, about what you're saying, uh, Tony is, is like, I had a conversation with someone the other day and I was uh, talking about Costco and, you know, and how Costco has these uh, funny remarks to their people on social media and it's, and big five. And it's funny. Cause you know, it's like, okay, well, you don't have to shop there. And I'm like, yep, and I won't, and I'm done. So, like, yeah. if they... It's funny, because by someone saying that, like, oh, you don't have to shop there then. I'm like, I know, and I'm not. Like, it. it's hilarious how that comeback and comment is like, they're putting me in my place. And it's like, no, actually, to be honest, it's not putting me in my place at all. All they're doing is they're losing a potential customer. And maybe they have plenty of business and they don't give two shits they lost the customer and you know what i don't care about that either like plain and simple fact is is i just won't go there then and and i don't and that's the thing like it's the choice needs to be left up to the consumer and these people who have these companies if you want to fall in line and make your employees wear them that's fine great i understand but let me tell all these companies out there. It's fucking redundant to put up a sneeze guard in front of the register and have them wear a mask and require me to wear a mask. Well, it is yeah, redundant. It, there's there's no way I'm going to it's ridiculous. wear yeah. three condoms at one time. And and, <laughs> and, and although no, well, anyway, um, well, that's a whole other conversation yeah, there, brother. Um, geez. So oh so why supposed to yeah anyway I won't go into that <laughs> and the and the thing about the masks too is let's think about this so by requiring a customer to wear a mask so this is another experience so I'm supposed to have an eye exam today um, at I'm just going to call them out Lens Crafters and they called me yesterday and. Oh, we have a list of questions for you. Um, have you traveled outside of the state of Utah or the country in the last 14 days? Have you, do you feel sick? Do you have a headache? Do you have a fever? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, have you been exposed to anybody? Oh, and by the way, we're going to require you to wear a mask. And my first question was them. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to supply it? Well, no, you need to bring your own mask. So let's think about the logic for this, of, of this for a second. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen the same thing that I have. People driving around in their cars with a mask on. Yeah. Or 
they're driving around and they've got their mask dangling on the mirror of their car. So I guarantee you there are people wearing the same mask that they started wearing on March fucking 17th and they haven't washed it. They've, they have touched their hands on many surfaces and touched the mask, blah, blah, blah. The, the point that I'm getting at is, so you want me to wear a mask. I, I haven't worn a mask, by the way, but if you want me to supply my own mask that probably has more germs on it yeah. than a used piece of toilet paper, <laughs> and you want me to be in close proximity to to a person with that mask on, instead, supply me a mask that is disposable, that hasn't been used. That way, it's going to be a lot safer for the optometrist or anybody that's around. Supplying your own mask is the stupidest goddamn thing I have ever heard of. Yeah, I know. A doctor's yeah. office period. should, if they want you to wear a mask, they should supply it, period. End of story. And then... Yeah, and then if you don't yeah. want to go to a place that requires you to wear a mask, then find somewhere that doesn't. Like it, it is up to us as consumers and us as you know as citizens. It's like, you know, right? We're gonna shop where we feel like we should go shop at, and if somebody is being restrictive or not being smart about it or being, you know, snooty about it or whatever, like they know better than you. Um, you know, it's like so many politicians that. They know how you should live your yeah. life better than you do by yourself. And it's such bullshit. And that's what's happening. And everybody is taking a power trip. And, well, I get to tell that person that they have to do this or this or else they're not getting this or that. And it's like, okay, well, then I get to tell you, then I'm not going to shop there. I'm not going to participate in your bullshit. I'm not exactly. going to. It goes both know, ways. It goes yep, both ways. It does. And I, I was also in a conversation with someone the other day that was thought, um, and I don't need to name names, but that thought that th they're one of those uh, individuals. And I say one of those because there are groups of people who believe and think different things who think that opening the economy means that you care more about economy than people's lives, right? And <laughs> yeah. I didn't I even rethink this. It just came out and I'm like, do you know someone that's been affected by coronavirus? And they're like, well, well what do you mean? I'm like, well, let me be more specific. Do you know anyone that has been affected by all the shutdowns? Well, yeah, my husband, my husband's job was considered non-assent. And I'm like, okay. And let me tell you this. I also know people who have lost their jobs. So the economy shutdown has affected my life. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you know anyone that has coronavirus? Well, no. And I'm like, neither do I. So, yep. so basically, I don't know anyone or a relative of anyone that has had the coronavirus, but yet we both know people that have been affected by the economic shutdown. So that tells me that the economy needs to be open because we're not dealing with this whole big shitload of outbreak of coronavirus. We're dealing with more yeah. repercussions from shit being shut down than we are people actually being sick. Yeah. No, it, it, so, yeah, whatever. That, that, that is so true. why, why isn't, why isn't anybody in the media talking about the suicide rate yeah, right yeah. now? Because yeah, it's exactly. not the big it's, story. Yeah. 
not the big story. Yeah, it's, it, wow, it's we went joke. off on I mean, a big tangent there, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> the, 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 the last thing that I'll say about this is, is for me personally, and I think a lot of people would shadow this sentiment, is it is not the way all these guidelines that are laid out for us and, you know, from the CDC and other governments and organizations around the world, that is not a life. Okay, and no, it is not like you cannot live by those guidelines and those standards and have any kind of a productive life, have any kind of of, you know, enjoyable life. You you can't get anything done if if we were all to abide by all these guidelines all the time and accept all this. But this is going to be the new normal. <laughs> well, and that's exactly where I was going. This whole quote-unquote new normal is complete bullshit because I tell you what, and I know a lot of people will will uh will reflect this this opinion and I know you guys will too. Uh just cuz I know you guys. Oh my god, don't even get me started. But, but it's it's I am not willing to trade in my life and the shit that I work hard for and and the goals that I'm going to try to accomplish because there is a tiny, tiny, little point, blah, 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 whatever percent chance that I'm going to get something called a coronavirus that may not even get me sick. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I've had flus. I've had really bad flus before where I've been bedridden for a week or so, you know, and it's like, for crying out loud, I'm not going to put my life, I'm not going to exchange right. my life and how I want it to live and live in fear the rest of my goddamn days on this planet. It's just not, it, it's not going to happen. I totally agree, brother. And what's interesting is I think the latest United States survival rate, if you contracted coronavirus, was right in between 97 and 98%. Um, and I'll tell you what. It's probably even it's, higher than that, I think. Well, it probably is, but I think that, the majority of those numbers are coming from um, the the elderly community, so yeah, that's still even very high. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is, if it's a, like a 98 percent survival rate if you're elderly, um, I'd be willing to bet that most people would bet, meaning if you had to bet on it. Would you prefer to live your life as normal and have a 98% chance of being just fine? Yeah. Or would you take that 2% chance that you won't be? I guarantee most people would take the 98% that they'll be fine if well, yeah. it meant their way of life I mean, continued. You, yeah, yeah, literally. Like, you know, th there was an article posted on, on, uh, on one of our local news outlets here about, you know, Disney World. They're going to reopen, but they're going to require everybody to wear a mask and stuff. And my first thought is, are you kidding me? Disneyland with a mask, you know, 80, 90 degrees outside running around Disneyland with a mask first. I mean, are, like that is absolutely joke. And then my whole point of bringing that up is you have you have more of a risk traveling to Disney World of dying. Yeah. Than you do contracting and dying right. of coronavirus. So so, okay, so I just got a vision in my head. First off, see all the Disney characters going around in masks. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And then you're yeah. you're the getting Star ready. Wars ones would be fine. You're getting ready to board. Yeah, really. Well, no, the, the Vader will have a mask over his mask. Um, <laughs> but I can just I can just see it now. Welcome to the Jared to Space David. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sorry, I and, can't and, hear and you. Then, yeah. yeah. And then you see. The, <laughs> and then the ride operator like pulls his mask down, wipes his nose with, <laughs> nose with his finger, uses that hand to push his mask back up, and then operate the ride. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god! That's exactly had, what that's happens. Exactly right, dude. If, if we had time, I'd tell you about my that's exactly little experience at a con- right. local convenience store. Maybe we'll do that another time. But uh, anyway, it's probably time to move on. One last thing we want to cover yeah, before we end yeah. the podcast: um, Have you seen the badass Space Force flag that was unveiled? Holy shit, that is cool! <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Oh yeah, I, I watched the unveiling, dude. I watched the unveiling and um hey um I I just wanted I fact check my stats real quick and by the way it has a ninety eight point five four percent survival rate. So I was So you were low. I was <laughs> anyway. So but yeah, no, I watched the um I watched the whole unveiling because you know I I follow President Trump on Twitter, which is so entertaining and awesome. But um <laughs> um dude yeah, that unveiling, like, I was just waiting for, like, Captain Kirk and Spock and these other guys to walk in um, with their Starfleet uniforms on and and be like, these will be our first guys going into space. But, um, no, dude, it, I got, I tell you what, there are so many things that fill, fill us with, like, pride um, being a part of this country and this nation, but to see that flag unveiled and to talk about what's going to happen with this new space force, man. I, I got chills, dude. I was like, it's pretty cool. I mean, and, and if I I'm trying to find, uh, I think it was the, the first time in 72 years, um, that here it is. It was the first new U S military branch in 72 years. Wow. I just think that's badass. What's cool about the United States Space Space Force? Number one, the the logo and the flag is awesome. It looks so similar to obviously the emblem for Starfleet. Um, if you're a Star Trek nerd like myself, but um, you know some of the some of the shit that they're working on that we don't even know about. I mean, there's conspiracy theories out there that uh, you know it's either DARPA or Skunk Works. You know, out in in the dry lake beds of California, you know, they're like working on anti-gravity vehicles. And um, I mean, there's actually even an article right now on ramp check report about how NASA is actually trying to figure out, you know, warp speed, Um, you know, a warp drive. And it's like, that stuff gets me excited. And, Anyway, just, well, just you have to start from somewhere, uh, right? Here it is. Exactly. Exactly. Is this how yeah, we, and I mean, just, yeah. And just this past week, you know, space forest and this might be, don't quote mm-hmm. me on this, but it might be their first like official, right? Rot- well, no, 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 it's not their first. Cause I know there was another one. They were kind of, they were in charge of uh space force, but they right. launched the 
X-37B um, well, and all the spacecraft back in into orbit. And, you know, that was done all under the Space Force, you know, with, you know, numerous, you know, experiments and and, you know, some of it classified and some they have they've declassified. Yep. But, you know, I mean, the payloads that they're flying on these things, it's just going to advance technology just exponentially. Well, so you want to know uh, one thing in in an interview with one of the uh, scientists that they were talking about, um, how they're talking about uh, being able to have like nuclear stations in the atmosphere. So they're not like on the, on the actual planet. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, so they're up in space, not, not, not in our atmosphere. Exactly. Exactly. And, and one of the talks was that there have actually been some breakthroughs in nuclear technology that and and listen to this and i know this sounds far-fetched but this guy was absolutely serious about this and he said there's actually been some technology breakthroughs that a signal could be sent from a satellite that's a hundred percent safe for human beings that could charge your cell phone from a satellite throughout a population yeah, yeah, that and that was one. And they're not harmful rays. That's right. It, it, it's a microwave device that they're actually testing on this X-37B flight they're currently conducting. Yeah, I read that same article. Exactly. Can you imagine just not even having to charge your damn cell phone? Yeah, it just crazy. gets charged <laughs> all the time. Like... I, that's nuts to even think that that could be possible. Well, does that open the door for electric vehicles finally being a viable form of transportation? Hey, you never know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, this is why yeah. it's important to continue the space race. And it's important to absolutely funding technologies like this. I mean, I mean, Velcro, for God's sakes, came out of this. <laughs> I know. Race, you know, I like. Know. There's not mm-hmm. one of us that doesn't use something every day that doesn't have Velcro, you know, like yeah. it's just crazy that this got put on such a hiatus. You mean this, right? <laughs> See, that's what I'm yeah, talking about. Exactly. Like, innovation, space travel and space has created so much innovation and I don't know why it got put on such a hiatus for so long, but I'm excited about this. I think it's awesome that we're continuing and I just can't wait to see like what's next. And um, I hope everything goes well with the launch and the, the astronauts we're sending up there. It's cool to say like astronauts, you know, again, and, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. We'll talk about it on future podcasts for sure. Definitely. And, and just to close out my point with all this or my thoughts on the space, um, you know, force and all this. Well, in NASA next week is gonna in you know combination with SpaceX, they're gonna launch two astronauts to the International Space yep. Station for the first time in like eleven years or something. That is like that. so exciting. Or ten years, or yeah, I mean, it's things are are, are really cool to follow space right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all that's happening and going to be real you know as americans it's going to be great to see you know american launched by american rockets and american companies and american yep. organizations you know astronauts to, to low earth orbit again 
Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, great time to cover space too. Definitely. And let's not forget, like, you know, we also need to do that to keep in up and uh with other countries um for like missile defense and mm -hmm. you know things like that because apparently you know now yeah you know they russia has talked about some nukes that can travel like meteorites anywhere on the globe now and you know we we can't just allow other countries to develop these kind of things and not be ready for it as well so when you look at it from a, a defense standpoint it's very important as well yeah right well good podcast brothers do we have anything else we need to cover brothers i don't know we're going on a, Ooh, I know, a right? over hour and a half so i think we're good yes we are yeah, I, well I if there's know, I, nothing I, else left to cover then whoop here we go <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh once again, thank you for listening oh to the God. 50th episode of the Rap Check Podcast. Sorry, I just, I had to do it. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. Let's get our social no, media platforms said, and then right. uh, we can say in, goodbye. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, folks, thank you again for allowing us to get this far and for putting up with us for 50 episodes. It's it's pretty damn exciting. Um, and just like Ryan said, you know, um, make sure you are following us on social media. You're subscribing to our podcast wherever you can. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, excuse me, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, excuse me. Um, you know, Stitcher. Tell Alexa you want to hear the Ramp Check podcast. Tell Siri for, for that matter. Make sure you subscribe, rate us, give us a five-star review, give us some positive feedback. Um, and uh, if it's negative feedback, just hold it to yourself. I'm just kidding. No, you can give us that too. Um, but uh, Aaron, why don't you let us all know where people can follow you personally on social media? Yeah, I'm at Aaron Rumfollow on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, even got a Facebook page going. Um, but of course, I always refer you to Rampcheck Global. Uh, that's where all of our av geekery is and all the aviation aspects of my life, basically. Um, and I want to give just a quick shout out um, to a gentleman named Colin uh, Moser, and I'm hoping I'm saying his last name right. But uh, he actually just started a little podcast himself called the Aviation Spotters Podcast. And cool. uh, it sounds like he's going to have a lot of fun with that. It's directed, you know, towards aviation photographers and videographers, anybody that's into aircraft spotting. So check him out. I know he's on SoundCloud. Um, and he just uh, he just got the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, too. So um, go check that out, too. Good for got, you, Colin. Yeah, we got to support all of our... Uh, av geeks out there and all their ventures they're working on and i uh, just wanted to give him a shout out he he just dropped episode zero nice <laughs> uh, colin if you're listening good job um congratulations but don't get too good okay <laughs> no <laughs> it's all good we, i'm totally we'll kidding have to have him on and and if i remember right had, didn't yeah. didn't we have colin on an episode of the Ramp Check podcast, like, wasn't he down? So the name sounds familiar. One time, when you said his name, it sounds really I know, familiar. That, yeah, it does sound super familiar. 
Yeah, I th- I I think I think he I think he has been on our podcast before. We'll have to look that up on some of our uh, red flag episodes we we've done over the last yep. year and a half. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, Definitely. go go check that out. Give him some support, and um, that should be fun uh, watching him grow uh, that podcast. But uh, again, and then go to Ramp Check Report for all your uh, aviation and aerospace news. Uh, we're constantly updating that. And we'd like to thank our uh, nephew Grayson for assisting in that venture. Um, and then uh, yo, visit yo. the Ramp Swag store, rampcheckglobal.com. Uh, we're always updating that and putting new items up and uh, new designs. And we appreciate everybody that uh, supports us by purchasing Ramp Swag. I just ordered a badass B-21 Raider shirt. Yeah. I cannot wait to see it. If, if Go on the Ramp Swag store right now. And just type in Raider in the search and the the B-21 Raider flag stickers and flag t-shirts will come right up. You'll love them. Buy them up because they're badass. Anyway, Ryan, what about you? <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Um, let me give a uh, little disclaimer here. I apologize if a lot of you have sent me friend requests and I have not got to them yet. Um, <laughs> I... I let me let me put it this way. I'm a big social media guy when it comes to like ramp check global and uh, things I am interested in and do when it comes to my personal account. I haven't been that great with it, but um, I'm going to make a uh, promise right here on the ramp check podcast that I'm going to start posting more and doing better. But in the meantime, <laughs> at rum, follow me is my Instagram and uh you shoot me a, a request or you have already i will get to those and uh <laughs> you can learn more about me <laughs> that ryan rum follow sounds hot <laughs> <laughs> that's right you can find me at, oh, I know. at t rum follow um on instagram and twitter tony rum follow <laughs> on uh, facebook of course uh um i i apologize i've been posting a few um COVID-19 rants on there if you want to be entertained don't apologize yeah it's I'm just saying yeah um and also there's a there's an update and some guidelines for those of you listening to the podcast that are bunny rabbits um because of this new uh bunny rabbit pandemic that's going around we've got some guidelines on there so if you go to my Instagram page (laughs) (laughs) I saw the story and it just sent me for a loop and I just went off and spent like two hours typing this thing up. So at least go take, take a look at it and give it a like oh, if you think it's God, funny or not. not. Tone, totally, totally <laughs> tongue in cheek, of course. Um, so, uh, don't forget next podcast, uh, Sluggo Sends part two is coming up. Uh, spent some more time with Marcus Sarah. Uh, part two is just as awesome as part one was. So you won't want to miss out on that. And brothers, I'm just going to say this right now. Hmm. Got some exciting news coming up for the ramp check podcast, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And, um, you'll hear that exciting news soon. So keep your eyes peeled on Instagram. Uh, and of course, uh, keep listening to the podcast and we'll share that with you. Definitely. Definitely. And in the meantime, Thanks again for listening to the Ramp Check Podcast. Um, uh, I think the brothers covered all the social media, where to buy your ramp swag, subscribe, and all that stuff. I believe it's uh, time for a little send-off. Yeah, and you know, I will also, before I give my send-off, this one is for all you people mourning 
the loss of their snowbird. Good day.